And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, look at me. I am so beautiful. Have you ever seen one of those people in the celebrity realm that do that kind of thing? They are so obnoxious, right? They think that they are the reason that the sun rises and sets. They believe that everyone is watching them, and they think they are so good at what they do and that other people should just be quiet and appreciate their work. How disgusting is this? We call them fake. The most fantastic truth is that this philosophy didn't come from Hollywood. It came from the religious community. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. Next, nobody's going to like me after this DDD, which is not abnormal. Uh, The reason is simple. God allows leaders. You ready? Ready? God allows leaders to make stupid, 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 stupid decisions for his purposes. Before you drop a brick on me, consider this. Is God in control? Yes or no? Not just of your life or mine, despite our rebellion, but is he in control? Yes or no? The answer determines whether or not we understand that God is at work in the governments and even in the fallen world. If not, how could he foretell about the Antichrist? Hmm, interesting. And then finally, so heavenly-minded, he's of no earthly good. We've talked about this a couple times. That saying comes from Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr., It does not come from God. It is contrary to the Bible. And this will really scratch your noggin. Every single decision we make should have heaven or earth in mind. Guess which one is better. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. I think I give away too many of those. (laughs) Spiritual observations. Hey, Dynamic D, what's happening? My life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We have a, another email that uh, for those that want to complain about the show. It's david, gee, I really don't like you. I really wish you'd get off the air. Can you please leave us alone at gmail.com? But it's only around for about five more seconds. Uh, so anyway, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you get a chance to talk to Amazing Jen. How is that? How good is that? That's like getting an unexpected refund. Well, that's nice. And then you will feel amazing. There you go. See, as simple as that. <laughs> All right. So that's that. That's that. Oh, yeah. So if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, I, I try to remind people about this. If you got something you want to share, if you got a praise report, you got something going on in your mind, you're like going, I got to share this. The Lord's been working on this in my life. It's something I want to talk about. Or if you've got uh, something that's like, man, I need prayer. I need to have a combined amount of faith going on in this process. It's not my faith. It's not uh, your individual faith. It's all of our collective faith together that we bring before the Lord. When two or more are gathered together uh, and uh, agree upon something, it's going to be done. When we're gathered together in his name, he's there in the midst of us, so he's with us. He's going to respond to us. That's what we believe. If you don't believe then why? If you don't believe that, then why are you a Christian? I mean, that you think that's silly. No, I mean, that's a real question. You know, I had this uh, picture in my mind. I wanted to do this sermon. I want to teach this sometime. Just listen to how important this is. So I wanted to be able to teach talking about the importance of the Word of God and people actually believing and using the Word of God. And I was thinking in my mind, if I was teaching, I would do a prop, and I would have a Bible, and I would drop it like in a waste paper basket for people that are like, if you're not going to believe it, drop it, right? And then I'd be able to push a button, and it would shoot the Bible straight back up so I can grab it. And then i go, but if you're going to believe it, hold on to it. That's what we got to do. So many of us, we, we absolutely claim and make proclamation joyfully, by the way. We are born-again, Bible-believing Christians. I don't care what your denomination is. You listen to what I'm saying. You are born-again, Bible-believing Christian. Okay? But the question is, do we actually believe it? So I, I hearken back to you know the earlier days in, in my life. When uh, when uh, Andrew Cole was uh, doing a teaching, he, uh, I'm sorry, Ed Cole was doing a teaching, and he was doing a teaching uh, with these missionaries, and these missionaries had spent their whole life, their whole life, uh, you know, serving God, and they committed some sin, and they'd done something wrong, and uh, so they had asked for forgiveness, and so they came, and they talked to him about it, and he said, well, he said, well, the Bible says First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so he says, so let's do that. Let's have you confess your sins, and then he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So they do this whole prayer thing. And he's telling the story, so I'm just giving you the third person kind of thing. And uh, and in the, in the process, uh, he goes, there you go. And they said, well, funny, we don't feel any better. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. That was my mistake. I thought you were Bible believers. Oh. You see? You see how it's like, how pointed is that? Like, well, of course we're Bible believers. We've been 30 years doing this. Yeah, well, if you believe the Bible, believe it. If you have an expectation of faith, live it. If you believe God is for you, walk that way, live that way, exist that way. But Dave, all of the news, what? All of the news is bigger than God? When did that happen? When did God decide, I'm going to sit down now and just let everybody kind of figure it out. When you all explode, I'll come back in and clean up the pieces. I mean, what? 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 What happened to I am with you always, even to the end of the age? What happened to his name is Emmanuel, God with us? 
What happened to I am for you? What happened to Romans chapter 8? If most of us just lived in Romans chapter 8 and just believed it, we'd be having a better life. I'm not, I'm not, it's not name it and claim it. It's not anything weird. It's just that many of us who claim to be Bible believing, born again Christians are horrible at it because we don't believe it. We, you know, and don't, don't, you know, I'm not sugarcoating here. So just don't give me, well, well, I know Romans 8 28 is, is true. It's just that. And when people say that, when they use those lines, it's just that. It's like, it's not, it's just that. It's either true or it ain't. Is it true or not? Do you believe God's going to work it out for good? Yes or no? Do you believe he cares now? Yes or no? Do you believe he knows the, the number on the hairs on your head? Yes or no? Stop being, you know, there, that one great thing I do really, that one thing I love about the Old Testament, it's very specific. It, it really makes it much, I think, much, much more clear about you got to pick a side yes or no jesus made it clear talking about sheep and goats but you got to pick a side so there's you know elijah he's there he's between the 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 prophets of baal and the other prophets about 850 prophets 450 from baal and then the, the ashereth where 400 other prophets was 850 prophets him and he says to the people how long are you going to split between two decisions how long are you going to halter between two opinions how long are you going to pick a side what is the biggest difference between somebody like Billy Graham and the guy that he grew up with in ministry who went on to be an atheist and did nothing, and Billy Graham was Billy Graham decided, I'm going to believe that God's word is true. Well, that worked out pretty good for him, didn't it? We can't even remember the other guy's name. Billy Graham, you can't get, he's a, a top, uh, most admired man five decades in a row. That's pretty good. It's not too shabby. And my point in saying that is that you got to make a decision. You either believe the word or you don't. You either have an act of faith or you don't. Do you believe it? Now, I, I confess my own failures in this because I believe that the Lord does heal. I just don't have the, the appropriate faith, I think, from time to time, although there's other times I've seen it come to fruition, and I love it. But what I'm trying to say to you specifically is some of you are out there you don't believe it. You just, you, it's like, yeah, it's great Christianity. It's a great add-on. It's a great part of my life. I've got that. I've got my kids. I've got my grandkids. I've got my career. i got this. i got that. It's like, yeah, I got it. You're not a Bible believer. You're just a cash Christian. It's like, yeah, I'm just cashing the Christian walk. Yeah, what's happening? That ain't going to work. What do you think Jesus was talking about when he said, well, we did this, we did this, we did this, in your name? He wants people that know it, that know him, that are connected to him, that know the word of God between Genesis 1-1 and Revelation 22-21 is what God has to say. And if God created the universe, the dude can write a book. I mean, come on. And you have to have that attitude. You're thinking, Dave, you're going on a rant. Yes, I am. And here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we need to be Bible believers. Do you believe what God has to say? It's not just the promises, although that's pretty good. But it's his commitment to never abandon us. It's his commitment to help us through. It's his commitment to stay with us. It's his commitment to help us, to comfort us, to love us, to encourage us. Are you a Bible believer? Then believe it. And here's a really wild thought. Get ready. Live your life 
like you believe it. <laughs> wow! Such novel thinking for Christians, right? All right. That was a nice little rant. We'll take our break, and then we will come back and do our other stuff. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I'm helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said, it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking, it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, well, well, I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. 
What is it? K double A man. The truth station here in Texas. See? And see, the th cool thing about K double A AM is there's tons of great teachers. It's not just this show. This show's great. I mean, okay, I think it's great. Okay, well, I think it's pretty good. But there are some absolutely stellar shows. And if you're not listening to them, that's on you. And Don does not pay me to say that or anything like that. There's tons and tons of great shows. Okay? Okay. All right? All right. All right. All right. Good job, D. Okay. Good job. All right. Dynamic D coming in soon. That's all I'm going to say. Get ready for your trivia question. I hope you're ready for this. You get If you don't get this again, I may weep. That's what I'm going to say. What was the name of the angel who fought with the dragon in the book of Revelation? Uh, what was the name of the angel that fought with the dragon in the book of Revelation? going to be using a little more King Jamesy on that, but I think you guys can figure it out. Just give me the name of the angel that fought the dragon. You guys can figure that out. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also, what else can you do? You can text in 214 uh, 8483 as well. You can send an email, David, at he must org. I know there's something I'm supposed to do. Let's see. Uh, oh, I do have the jokes. Hold on. I got those. Don't forget, you guys need to pray for me for tomorrow, uh, 930. And you just really, really need to pray that I uh, uh, remain patient and of good spirit and attitude. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. Is that? That's fair to say. I feel it's fair to say. I'm being honest about it. Uh, again, the trivia question. Uh, what is the trivia? Oh, yeah. The name of the angel. Uh, name of the angel that fought with the dragon in the book of Revelation. If you're not sure, the answer would be uh, easy to find in Revelation 12. And then the last thing I'll tell you is uh, I, th I think there was an old song. Uh, do, 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 hallelujah, like, row your boat ashore. I think there was something like, <laughs> I think that that's like the first name. I'm pretty sure that's right. Do, 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 your boat ashore, hallelujah. Okay, anyway, figure that out. See if you can figure that out. Uh, I do have my jokes. There are, uh, uh, okay, so I got a split. We got a split going on here. It's just going to be really fun when we answer this question. Uh, I'm going to do two Two jokes. Two of them are uh, uh, three jokes. All right. Two jokes. Okay. Just listen. A permissive mother said to her wild son, sit down and stop making so much noise. Now, see, I think this is funny because we're dealing with the grandkids. Okay. So the child says, no, I won't. And the mother said, stand up then. I will be obeyed one way or another. <laughs> Come on. That's not funny. That's funny. Did you think that was funny? That's not bad. It's a good one. All right. <laughs> okay. I like this one, too. This would be good for my wife, <laughs> husband. I know you're having a lot of trouble with the baby, dear. Uh, but keep in mind, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And the wife responds, how about you taking over the world for a few hours while I take a break? <laughs> That's a good one. There you go. You see, you can't stop us. See, this is the thing. They try to stop us. Is no, you can't stop us. Okay, now right, we'll leave those there. Those are good ones. Okay, uh, back to the trivia question. Now, listen, you guys, listen. Okay, there's a name of an angel that fought with a dragon. It's in Revelation chapter twelve, verse seven. I'm getting, I'm literally, I, I've gotten twenty five, almost thirty texts, literally split down the middle, which is my way of saying make sure you get this one. 
okay? And I'm pretty sure I was right on the hint. Blank, blank, row your boat ashore. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David, he must increase. Dot org. We have Dynamic D. You haven't had a chance to meet him yet. You will. He is merging into our system. Uh, first, we want to make sure that we don't scare him away. I'm really good at that. <laughs> you amazed how many people that happens with. Uh, but I want to do this teaching. And that last rant, for, for those that are thinking, oh, yeah, I know that, I know that, uh, I'm encouraging you, if you really didn't take note of that last rant, you should really pay attention to that. We really do. People that claim to be Bible believers ought to be Bible believers. We ought to believe what God has to say. God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just move into it. I mean, that's not complex, is it? Nope. Okay, great. Uh, is there anything else I need to tell you? No, no. Don't forget about cowpunch sites. If you need a website, uh, you can find that on our website. 57 bucks. custom websites, no setup fee, no cancellation fee, no anything. Okay. Uh, somebody is calling in. Okay, so I did see the red light. See, I have a little red light. It flashes and it goes, Dave, be quiet. <laughs> well, it doesn't actually flash and say, Dave, be quiet. It just says, be quiet. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, let's send them on through. Let's send them through. Uh, send them through to us. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, you're talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm glad you're back. Thank you so very, very much. And uh, I had a chance to talk to Don today. Told him all of the details. He was like, "Gross!" <laughs> it's like it's, it's like I'm just glad to be back. It's like it's like being back in a captain's chair. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, right <laughs> I, I love this. I love the desk. I love the show. I love the people. So it works out really good. It's a blessing for me. So thank you for saying that. Very good. All right, now. Now, listen, I'm getting a split on this, and I cannot figure out why, because this should be a pretty straightforward one. All right, trivia question. I'm going to let you answer it, and I, I, st- I feel very confident you'll get us there. What was the name of the angel that fought with the dragon in the book of Revelation? Michael. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> and I, I really thought the hint was, you know, because it's Michael, row your boat ashore. <laughs> I thought people would catch it on that one. All right, I'm just making sure. All right. Excellent job. Thank you for redeeming it and making it so that everybody can get the right answer. That was critical because I think people were having a hard time between that and Gabriel. I think they were just thinking because Gabriel was in the beginning that maybe he was the one later on. It's like, nope, Michael's the fighter. He's the prince. Excellent right. job. Thank you. How are you doing, by the way? How are things for you? I'm um, I'm doing okay, actually. Thank you for asking. <laughs> no, I pray for you every day, so I want to make sure you're okay. Okay. Thank you. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you will. Everybody in this audience will be praying for you, especially today and tomorrow, because they'll be thinking about it. And so that'll be good. <laughs> we'll be blessed. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, fantastic. We love Deborah. She's fantastic. She does a great job. We call her the best guesser because she goes, I'm going to guess, and she's right 95% of the time, 98. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. All right, let me do this thing. Uh, Luke 18, 9. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people I know uh, uh, what you guys know in, in, in like, you know, 
the things that take place on our television and the magazines and the internet and all these uh, all the phones and all the billboards and in our movies and in our uh, all these different forms of communication you know the people that are like uh uh like really like uh snooty <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about the people that think they're you know the world is only better because I'm in it you know those kind of people that never came from Hollywood Hollywood didn't come from Hollywood just so you can know Luke 18:9 Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt now just think about that I, this is what I love about scripture. If you, if instead of blazing through everything, although you know there's time, there is a time for that. Just slow it down. He's telling a parable about people that trusted in themselves because they were righteous. They're so good with, in this case, moral goodness, which wasn't real. But they're so good that they thought little of other people. And Jesus is like, yeah, that don't work. <laughs> What? What? Right? What is it? That was it? That that uh, that that dog that hunt? What does that think about the flying or whatever? It's like that uh, duck don't fly. Whatever it is, it's like that doesn't work. You can't be a right person in the eyes of God and treat other people with contempt. You can't do it. As much as you want to for the people that you don't like in politics, you can't do it. <laughs> Stop doing that. That'd be praying for them that they have a softening of the heart. You know, or uh, maybe less of a softening of a brain. I don't know. But the idea behind it is this. He told the parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. This is for a specific group of people that think they are the, they're it. We are so great. The world is so lucky to have us. These are the same kind of people, by the way, that go to church and think the church is lucky that they attend. Like, wow. They were self-righteous, so they treated others poorly. You want to really irritate God, <laughs> do this, then do this. This will really irritate him. Because when you think of yourself or when I think it's so important that you can treat others poorly, you lost it. You've lost your 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 bonkers. Okay? You're out. You and I we might have a, a distaste for other people's uh, opinions or positions, family members, friends, and or whatever. But you don't, you don't treat them with contempt. You don't treat them like they're garbage. You don't treat them like they're dirt. Well, these are people that Jesus died for. That's how our take, our approach is supposed to be. That's not always how, how we do it, but that is what it, what it should be. We don't treat others poorly. We are blessed to not think of ourselves as a self-righteous group. So, D, I'm going to go one extra minute long just to let you know. So we are blessed to not think of ourselves as a, a self-righteous group. We're righteous because of Jesus Christ. And we're like, are you kidding? As Christians, we're like, okay, yeah, cool. I don't want it depending on me because if it depended on me, I can't – I'm not even – I'm not even solid enough now at 60 years of age to know uh, uh, which pair of shoes I'm putting on in the morning when I wake up, and I, and I no longer have shoes that tie. <laughs> that should tell you everything. Like, I, I cannot have that much confidence in myself. Why? I can't, even, I can't even tie my shoe. I just put the shoe on now. It's like, it's like, okay, our confidence is in the Lord. We rest in him. We leave it there. 
But because we are blessed like that, we don't think of others less. We want them to get it so that they can get in. And then they would really get it, right? That's what we're talking about. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. But I want us to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not... Uh, impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that, even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. As we get ready to give you (coughs) what I consider to be (coughs) 
a very challenging trivia question. You ready? Okay. Now, you're not all going to get this. Can I, I, I'm just going to tell you, just be really nice about it. When David had to face Goliath, he picked up. Ready? I'm going to give you four choices. Three rough stones, five smooth stones, five rough stones, or three smooth stones. So he either picked up three rough stones, five smooth stones, five rough stones, three smooth stones. Okay? How many did David pick up? If you are not sure, your answer is First uh, Samuel 17. <clears throat> Somebody is calling in, so we're going to try and let them uh, answer that question. And I do want to point out, the answer is on your hand somewhere. Get it? <laughs> See, because <laughs> it was funny. All right, so uh, I am going to say, so we got somebody that's on hold. We're going to let them. Can can I can I keep them on hold for a split second? Because I want to send them to the website just as a quick reminder. Whenever I'm out for a week, uh, our finances go like this. So if you have the opportunity to give, please do so. We thank everybody for the gifts they've been giving. and uh, But we did have kind of a tough week last week. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm not here. And so uh, I would ask you to uh, seriously consider that by going to the website. There's information on how to give either through the website or directly uh, to the studio. You can send it that way. Anyway, we can take it in, in, in all different uh, capacities. So from a financial point of view, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Obviously, a drum solo. That's what I would go with on that one. All right. <laughs> uh, that's, how, that's how my head felt this morning when I got out of bed and fell out of bed. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Right? <laughs> uh, dynamic D feeling his oats. There it is. That's the way to do it. All right, we got somebody on hold. We should probably bring them through. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. Great to hear from you. Well, how are you doing? Uh, better this week. <laughs> it's just the only you know. You know exactly what it is. Some weeks and some days are just better than other weeks and other days. <laughs> I mean, that's just really how it goes. And last week was a kind of a tough week, so. Well, I'll keep praying for you. Please do so, especially because I got that uh, uh, appointment tomorrow at 930, and I'm just, I'm just trying, to keep, I'm trying to keep a good attitude. It's, Are you going to be on tomorrow? Yes, I, unless, and I, I will say this, unless he goes, okay, stat, we got a problem, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, unless something really comes out of it, I anticipate there won't be any problem. So it's a, well, I prayed for you Sunday, all of you Sunday, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you so much. We, you know how much we appreciate it. All right, this is a great. I think it's a great question because it just kind of lays it out. David had to face Goliath. He picked up three rough stones, five smooth stones, five rough stones, or three smooth stones. Which would be the correct answer? He picked up five smooth stones. That is correct, Linda. <laughs> You know, uh, it's believed that Goliath had four sons. 
and that's why I picked up the five stones because he was concerned that they might retaliate. Yep, that's exactly right. So there's a teaching that there's the offspring that could could have created image or a problem, and it was almost I don't know about symbol. Well, maybe it was symbolic, or maybe it was some kind of prophetic symbolic that, that was saying these these stones are for you and your for your family kind of mentality. <laughs> so it's like very very powerful. Excellent, excellent job, brother. I really appreciate it. Great work. And everybody will be praying for Gary, that the Lord bless him and encourage him, fill him full of life and laughter, okay? And heal him. Heal him. He, he, he listened to what he said. Healing, right? Yeah, healing. Yeah. Healing. Heal him. Pray that God will heal Gary. Let's just pray. Let's pray real quickly, real fast, just real fast. Okay. Father, we come before you. We lift up our dear brother Gary. We love him. We ask you to bless him and encourage him. And he said it better than I could say it, better than anybody could say it. Heal him, Lord. Just bring your healing power in his life. And let him know the presence and the power of God moving and surging through him. You can resurrect. You can do anything. We ask you to do it for Gary in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you very much, and I'll keep praying. I hope your doctor's appointment goes very well. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. All right, man. God bless. All right. Uh, great job by Brother Gary. All right. So we're going to move from that. we got a lot to do still, and we still have to do our uh, history, but I'm going to push history back. So now this is me communicating. See, this is what I do. Uh, I'm communicating to uh, um, uh, Dynamic D. I'm going to push history back to the next segment so that I can get to the teaching because we only have like seven or, or six minutes or whatever. I got to get to this teaching. This teaching is really good, This I think. Okay? Don't get upset when I teach this. Some of you will – I know you're going to get upset. Just don't. I mean, Scripture. Don't get mad at me. I didn't write it. Okay? I just share it. Okay? Second Chronicles 10, 12 through 15. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, just as the king had ordered. Return to me on the third day. Then the king answered them harshly. King Rehoboam rejected the elders' advice and spoke to them according to the young men's advice, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with barbed whips and scorpions. The king did not listen to the people because the turn of events came from God in order that the Lord might carry out his word that he had spoken through Ahijah, the Sholanite, to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. And you're thinking, what? <laughs> That's what you're really... What? What did you just say? I don't even know what that meant. Okay, listen. Let me break it down. What is it they say? Let me unpack this for you. Oh, my goodness. I'm not staying at a hotel, but thanks. Jeroboam and the people came to Rehoboam and said, look, your dad, he was mean. <laughs> he was just like a mean guy. And uh, we're just asking that you just not be mean like he was. That's all we're asking. He goes, okay, well, come back to me in three days, and then I'll give you my answer. Which right away, I'm thinking if I ask that question, it's like, I don't need three days to come back. Tell me what's your answer. What are you? Tell me right now. So the king, he gets advice from two groups of people. He gets a Rehoboam gets advice from the older people and the younger people. The older people that he got advice from is the one that advises his dad says, yeah, your dad was pretty tough. You know, just take it down a notch. <laughs> the younger people are like, no, tell him you're going to be even worse. Worse people, worse. Ah! Right? That is Stupid advice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna apologize. People say, "Don't say that." No, that was stupid advice. 
And the king followed the stupid advice. And you're just sitting there going, why, why would he do that? Why would you do that? And the answer is because God had a plan and he was using the dumb decision of the king to bring about his plan. You see, the turn of events came from God. And when the king was going to attack, because he was so mad because the people rebelled against him, the, the first uh, Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 11, 4 says, this is what the Lord says, you're not to march up and fight against your brothers. Each of you must return home, for this incident has come from me. In other words, God's like, yeah, you know what? You're not going to attack them because I'm the one that brought this whole thing about. And so you, you, this is Israel, okay? I just want you to catch this, okay? Just be, be just just slow, slow, slow. What are we saying? Slow the roll. Listen to what I'm saying. Israel, there's 12 tribes. These are about to be split from 12 to basically 10 and 2. It's 10 and 1 and a half, but that's a different issue for another time. This is Israel itself. And the guy takes the stupidest advice, and because of this advice, the nation is going to be split into two. And everybody's like, don't do that. That's dumb. That's dumb. But it was from the Lord because the Lord was going to do something through it. And then you just transpose that to today for all the different things that all the different people, and I mean all of them, left to right, top to bottom, liberal to conservative. Just think of all of the absolutely stupid things that people have said and recognize that one thing is certain. The Lord has allowed a lot of stupid counsel in a lot of stupid places. <laughs> there's no way to deny it. It's impossible. But at the same time, there's this confidence that Christians should have that God's counsel and purposes will be accomplished. God doesn't need people. You know, there's a, really, there is a notion, and there's a theology from the 14th century, which is amazing, that God needs people to fulfill purpose. God could make rocks cry out and praise him. He don't need people. God could take a rock and make it a river. Can you do that? Nope. Okay. So he don't need that. And my point in saying that to you that way is, look, let's at least keep it right. What the Lord allows, he allows for purpose. Now, what is the end purpose? I don't know. I mean, I know what the different people are saying. I, I don't, I, I'm telling you, I don't know. But what I do know is that God is never behind, ever, in everything that happens, brilliant and not brilliant has his permissive in it. Even dumb decisions from up on high in high and lofty places. Get it? All right. All right, we will take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right. Uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too f- – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a, take a week off the show. <laughs> but, uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our final trivia question. Get ready. This is going to be a good one. Get ready. Get ready. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here we go. Remember the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the Torah, the history, the poetry, the major prophets, and the minor prophets. Okay? And the answer to this is going to be found in poetry. Okay? In what book of the Bible do you find the words, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth? Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Wowzer. Uh, Joyanne and Cordelia, pow, pow, right off the bat. Very nice, ladies. Very, very, very nice. 
If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. While we are getting you ready for uh, answering that trivia question and getting the next uh, thing put together, the trivia question, in what book of the Bible do you find the words, remember your creator in the days of your youth? That is from the poetry section. That is all we can tell you there. In the meantime, we're going to do our history, because I didn't get to do it earlier, and we're going to do it right now, so let's roll with history. Let's go let's fake in the past. Let's go let's fake in the past. All right, so a couple things to tell you about today that are important. It is actually National Taco Day, and for those that do not know, certain taco uh, companies or uh, chains do different things. I think one of them, you pay like $10, you get a, a taco a day for like 30 days and stuff like that. You should find out if you're a big taco fan. I just want to say I purposely don't tell my wife about this because she's a huge taco fan and would probably go and get a deal at every taco place and we're already tight on money because of the grandkids, so I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. Today is also National Golf Day. I don't know why. <laughs> just going to say don't ask it's nice out i mean that would be you know it's nice all right today is cinnamon roll day who does it? you gotta like cinnamon rolls right i mean that's that's like required and then of course today is 10 for 2022 it's 10 4 day that's for cb uh people 10 4 right 10 4 a-okay roger a-okay a-okay roger Stuff there, and uh, so if you were a CB fan back in the day, you would remember uh, Smokey and the uh, uh, Smokey and the what is it, Smokey and the Bandits or something like that? Uh, that that show there, and uh, that movie there, and then finally, it's National Ships in the Bottle Day. I always found it amazing that they could sail those ships in the bottle. Okay, yeah, okay, leave me alone. Fifteen thirty-seven on this day. Listen to this. This will blow your mind. The first printing of a complete English language Bible took place on. 1537 uh, on this day. Wow. That is pretty impressive. Uh, 1883, the first run of the Oriented Express train took place on this day. And then the following uh, 130 years are all the movies about it. Uh, 1927 on this day, the sculpting began for Mount Rushmore. And then finally in 1957 and in 1959. 1957, leave it to Beaver. First aired on the on the television, and then in 1959, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> what a great title! Dennis the Menace TV show debuted. Uh, that's uh, the history there. Okay, okay. Do the trivia one more time, and then we'll move on, and I'll do the teaching. Here is the trivia again. In what book of the Bible do you find the words "Remember your Creator in the days of your youth"? This is in the poetry section. Remember we said that there's the Torah, the history, the poetry, the major prophets, and the minor prophets. This is in the poetry section. Which book did that come out of? Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Uh, one of the reasons that says that is so that you will remember your creator when you get older. Okay, just to let you know. Okay. 
Last teaching. You know this well. I know you know this well. I'm not trying to do something that's not that's not revelatory. It's encouragement. Okay? And we just talked in the very beginning of the show about what? About being Bible believers. Don't tell me you're a Bible believer if you don't believe it. If you're not going to use it, then throw it out. If you're using Christianity as a add-on to your life, you're not a Christian. Sorry. Jesus said you're either in or you're out. You're not partly in. You're either hot or you're you're cold. There's no lukewarm doesn't do anything. It makes him throw up. Here's what the passage says. Let's see if we can apply our faith in the scripture that God knows how to write a book to what he has to say. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. This is a, a more liberal t- translation, but that's okay. Don't worry about anything. There's, boy, that's, I could just stop there. <laughs> just Don't worry about anything. Well, I know, Dave, but I got bills. Don't worry about anything, but I got a business I'm building. Don't worry about anything, but I got children I'm trying to work with. Don't worry about anything. I got sick children. I got sick grandchildren. I got uh, children that are doing this, that, whatever. Don't worry about anything. Well, you don't understand, Dave. I don't think it says... Don't worry about anything except for the people that think that they really know what's going on. I don't think it says that. I think it just says don't worry about anything. Don't worry about it. What are you going to do about it by worrying exactly what Jesus taught? Nothing. You want to get in partnership with God to address an issue? Great. You want to worry about it? You're not in partnership with God. Do you understand that? All right. Somebody is calling in to get the trivia, and we will give them that chance, but they have to hold on for just a second, okay? All right, so don't worry about anything, but in everything. So, okay, so don't worry about anything, but in everything. Okay, so now we're flipping it, flipping it the other way. Okay, don't in any, but in every, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Remember, we just talked about Job yesterday and how he went through all that stuff. And at the very end of chapter 1, what did he say? Blessed be the name of the Lord. After all the stuff he went through, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, what's important about that is understanding that it doesn't matter what the circumstances, there has to be this attitude of appreciation, trust, confidence in God with thanksgiving. So here's the thing about this passage that I want to talk about, and then we'll try and bring the person on, or uh, if not, then we'll just do our best. Here's uh, they uh, no okay All right. Uh, when it says don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with the thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Here's the thing: I don't have to worry, but I can choose to worry. I don't have to; I can just choose to. Should I? No. Because Jesus said, don't do that. And when it says in everything with petition and with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, I'm going to go out on a limb as a Christian and say that means everything. I don't know. But through prayer, and prayer is asking and petition is seeking uh, uh, something to be addressed, something more specific. So prayer is more generalized and petitions are more specified. That's the only way that's, that's all it's saying. So in the in the in the broad and in the specifics, in the shotgun and in the sniper kind of mentality. That's what I'm trying to give you. It says with thanksgiving, we're encouraged to let God know what's on our hearts. Let Him know what's on your heart. You don't. We don't have to come before the Lord and say, 
this is a disaster. And you just, it's, it's, look, I appreciate everything you're doing. I just don't know how to handle this. And I just want to communicate this and get it off of me and onto you. Isn't that amazing that in First Peter it says, cast your care unto him because he cares for you? Like you have to throw it off. Exactly. So don't do something. What's that? Worry. But do something. What's that? Everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Talk to God about it. I mean, the best bumper sticker in the world would probably be talk to Jesus about it. He can help. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a good one right there, right? All right. It's really important for us to be Bible believers and look at that and go, oh, I, I guess I'm going to stop worrying about that. And yes, I'm preaching to me, so don't be so mean about it. Okay. In what book of the Bible do you find the words, remember your creator in the days of your youth? Ecclesiastes! Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, to be specific, remember the creator in the days of your youth. Tomorrow's show ought to be a lot of fun, but I will be praying for you, and you pray for me, and we'll pray for one another and get each other taken care of before the Lord as we always give him thanks in our petitions and in our prayers. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we're going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.